everyone, and welcome to Hype A, a podcast amplifying voices in the arts around the world, making the arts accessible for all people. We will be hearing guests from the film, art, music industries, and more, sharing their stories, failures, and successes. We will be listening in on their new endeavors, projects, and take notes on their tips and tricks, how they broke into the industry, hear their words of wisdom. Over the years, I've met some amazing people who have really enriched my life and my art practice, and I'm so grateful to have met them around the world. I hope to share with you my personal experiences, but mainly support you by introducing you to inspirational leaders in their creative field. If you're looking to fulfill a dream in the arts, need that extra motivation, or simply be inspired, you've come to the right place. So get access, get tuned in and turned on every Thursday. Welcome to Hype A. Hello and welcome back to another episode for season two on Hype A with me, Cristalina, as your host. Today we have Cristina Lewis Viscarondo, otherwise known as Bonesy, as our guest for this episode. Cristina is based in San Juan, Puerto Rico, and she's an augmented reality expert. She produces electric colored paintings in acrylic that appear semi-abstract and semi-figurative. These paintings are then linked to the metaverse where a non-fungible token is produced, otherwise known as an NFT. Viscarondo's work has been featured in Elle magazine, Museo de Arte, a digital gallery, and she has been an NFT speaker at NFT NYC 2022. She trained at the University of Notre Dame for her BFA graphic design and painting degree in 2009 and at continued education at Pratt Institute in 2015. So let's welcome Bonesy to episode three. Hola Cristina, ¿qué tal y cómo estás? Bien, bien, todo bien, gracias. I'm so excited to be here. Qué bueno, me too. Uh, yeah. Yay. <laughs> I actually do paint with oil. That was the only thing. I do paint with oil paint, but everything else was perfect. My bad. <laughs> That's okay. Um, so basically we were connected through Gita Joshi, who was on season one, episode two, after a call out that I made, that we made on High Pay for women, for more cis women and more trans women in the arts to come forward, to step forward to speak here on High Pay. And that reminds me, High Pay listeners, if you know people in the arts that align with this criteria mentioned, please do let us know. But let's go on to Christina and let's talk about women shall we because Christina you have a goddess series don't you yes yes absolutely I um I started that series at the beginning of 2021 and I was really reading a lot about um divine feminine and shakti energy and uh doing a lot of therapy and healing and all that stuff as probably a lot of people were during the pandemic right you know when you couldn't run run from yourself anymore yeah you had to like face all of your shit absolutely uh, yeah so I was doing a lot of healing and I was uh you know a lot of quote-unquote shadow work Mm -hmm. and I kind of got to the point where I was like I don't want to keep looking for things that are wrong with me anymore because I think after you do that for a while you start to like focus on the things that are like wrong about you yeah and then I read this book on Shakti and it was talking a lot about um this this concept of a golden shadow and uh-huh. I thought that was that was so cool and it was like you know when you're in your divine feminine energy and you're you're really aligned with your life's purpose that you have this glow about you that you're you have this golden shadow and people are just attracted to you and you know everything you want is attracted to you and this sort of very magnetic vibe and that's what inspired the goddess series and so I started painting all these women in my life with golden shadows and um you know just 
I would I would tell my friends or you know I would steal photos off Instagram that inspired me from my friends of just like oh this is like totally her in her element you know and then I would sort of add these surreal elements nature was always involved as well because I'm you know in the Caribbean it's hard to escape the beauty <laughs> my life is so hard no um yeah it is it is truly a beautiful beautiful place to live so I always have that involved in my in my work as well and so yeah that's where the goddess series came from well I love this as you may or may not know Christina I'm a spiritualist and I'm a mystic myself and I conduct healing sessions and uh I'm very, very in tune with my divine feminine. So it's no surprise that you're here on high pay, us mirroring each other. I just love it so much. Um, wow. That's, yeah. Gita had mentioned that to me. That's so, that's so amazing. Um, yeah. That's really cool. That's, that's funny. And, you know, and also like our call out on high pay to bring in more women as well and the divine feminine energy um, onto high pay as well. Um, in the arts, you know, people in the arts who identify as women, who are women, um, who are in touch with the divine feminine archetype in particular. I think mm -hmm. it's important for it to be expressed, definitely. And um, you're here embodying that. So I'm so grateful that you're here. Um, and I mentioned... <laughs> I mentioned that your work is electric because that's the kind of sense that I got from it and you spoke about magnetism as well in your work and that golden shadow which is uncanny so I think I was spot on on that I wasn't so spot on with oh you, you definitely were <laughs> I've never heard anybody describe it that way but it is it, it that's super interesting and you can't really tell from photos but there is gold in all of the goddess yeah. paintings as well um, that's that's so cool. I love that. I'm gonna. I might. I might steal that and put that Please in my do. in my bio. Please do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and and you you know you participated in a digital exhibition Museo de Arte. Um, tell us a little bit about that, if you don't mind. Well, that was. Are you talking about the blockchain? Um, the metaverse thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So last year i i minted my first nft actually of of my god of a couple of my goddesses mm -hmm. um last year because a lot of them also have this augmented reality component to them so they're animated when you look at them like this one yeah. behind me i know this, this is not helpful i saw for... it i yeah uh, i can see that behind <laughs> not you over the audio but yeah yeah so yeah. i can show you later how, and you can probably you can see it um through Skype like even mm -hmm. you can or zoom you can look at it uh and it will start to animate if you look at it through the filter um, yeah I so actually saw them... that I saw that on the in the gallery um and by the way high pay listeners when you get a chance you'll be able to um go to the link as well that we'll provide on high pay so you can actually see one of the goddesses moving and she's got this beautiful little step she's got a hat on and she's got this dress and it's kind of like amalgamated the dress is amalgamated with her background and she has like this little like latina step forward and the latina step back that's yeah. the only way that i could describe it <laughs> yes i love that that's exactly right um that was a great that was a great um description of the piece but uh yeah so uh so i for the first nfts that i did i was sort of experimenting and I minted one of them as the flat image of the painting and the other one of a different painting, I, I recorded the animation of the AR mm -hmm. part mm -hmm. and put that on a loop and then minted that as an NFT just to see sort of what people were interested in, you know, whatever. And um, just, to, just to test it. And then um, I somehow there, there's like a, a big hub of crypto here in Puerto Rico. So I got um, found by a group of people who were making this Metaverso uh, uh, conference. It was yeah. during blockchain week last year, right after Art Basel, there's usually, there's gonna be a blockchain week again this year and I'll be featured okay. again this year. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. I'm gonna make yeah. like an immersive little corner there. Amazing. So that'll, that'll be really cool. Um, but yeah, so that was a panel discussions on the stage of, uh, you know, all stuff about crypto and where, where people thought it was going. And mm -hmm. I was on the panel talking about what we had planned for this year. 
and so it was it was really it was really cool it was really fun really like i mean the smartest people in crypto were at this thing so it, it was really exciting and then i yeah and then i spoke again at nft nyc um in june and then Fantastic. i just spoke at a digital forum for porsche that porsche um sponsored here on the island as well so that was really cool so there, there's been a lot of uh you know excitement about the speaking engagements and crypto and how I'm using it with my augmented reality work. So it, yeah, it's been a growing sort of, um, I didn't really see myself as becoming a speaker, but yet here I am. I don't know. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and we call this podcast hype a, and it's all about the hype. It's all about the hype in the arts and, you know, NFT, there's a huge hype at the moment. And it really does feel like as I tap into your work and speaking with you, um, and seeing you and your aura as well it's 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 like you've been like your work has been made for that like it's not enough for it to be a 2d plane it has to be moving and it has to be um interactive and I think it just yeah it, it's almost like the cherry on top that was needed to happen for your work to kind of have further meaning is is that okay for me to say as a sort of uh, feedback Oh yeah, absolutely. I love that. Cause it, I, I mean, I, I love technology so much and I'm so fascinated by where this immersive stuff is going, where augmented reality is going. You know, I've been really taking a step back the last couple of months and doing a lot of research into where the tech is at. Cause I've been working in AR for like about two years now. Mm -hmm. And I, well, I started working or researching it about 10 years ago and then the tech wasn't really there yet so I kind yeah. of put it on hold and focused on my painting skills and really dove headfirst into that and then mm -hmm. only about two years ago I started combining the AR with my paintings and it just kind of grew from there so mm -hmm. because it's come so far in the last year I kind of am taking a step back and reevaluating what format am I using what tech am I using and just sort yeah. of researching that but I I love painting and I love the tech, but I can't quite go full on either of them. Like I, I like them both. So I have to just, I need yeah. the tech, the physical piece. You know, I like painting mm -hmm. with my hands and making stuff with my hands, but I also like the digital part of it. So this is my way of combining them. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it just seems like, because we live in both worlds, um, just, I would, I would obviously, as an artist myself, encourage you to do, continue to do both. And then also to go with, you know, like your your kind of like feel of it as well. Because sometimes mm -hmm. it's like even practicing yoga, like some days I'll practice yoga and it's like, great, I'm in flow, it's happening. And then another time it's like, I this is so hard. Like it's the same, flow, yeah. it's the same flow routine. It's like, maybe I'm on my moon cycle, maybe there's something going on, like, well, how did I sleep last night? So it, I think our emotions kind of, as, as much as I hate to say it in a way, dictate how, well, let's speak for myself, my emotions dictate how my day is going to be, basically, or like what happened, or if something threw me off, if I was tested by the universe. But anyway, um, but yeah, just go Absolutely. for both of them, I think. Um, Absolutely. And um and then talking about Gita as well, and Gita being such an expert herself, and also supporting artists as well, you were featured in Art Scene, her magazine, weren't you, as well? Yes, yes. Oh, Gita's been so such a supporter. She's always sending me opportunities. She's really, really, she's she's great. I love following her. She's so everything is always so positive. It's you know even when stuff is hard and controversial, she always does it in such a loving way. You know, I, yes. I, just, I really like her and she's been, she's been a great support. Uh, and we actually met yeah. in person last year at Art Basel. We went to see um, Untitled together. So that was really Amazing. fun. Yeah. Yeah. So she, she's really cool. Yeah. She's awesome. She's, uh, she's talking about the goddess series. Like she's, she's a goddess, I think. Um, oh, absolutely you know with that balanced Absolutely. feminine and masculine energy no bs mm -hmm. um and uh yeah she's she's cool and she's an industry friend of mine as well but uh i think she's becoming more and more of like a, a colleague let's say someone who i also respect greatly um and 
you know, what did you do at Pratt Institute then? Because you you sort of did um, education, didn't you? Like a continued education program. Yeah. So um, I worked at, after I graduated from undergrad, I worked as a retoucher for high fashion uh, post-production stuff. So I was basically a professional Photoshopper for high fashion. And I got really, that's where I really honed my, my skills with like Adobe and mm-hmm. Photoshop and Illustrator InDesign, all that stuff. So I, I got really good at that. And I was, you know, the first couple of years I worked there, I was like, oh my God, this is great. I was like, so inspired learning a bunch of stuff. And then, and then I was like, all right, after like a couple of years, I was like, there's no more I can learn. Even yeah. though Photoshop does keep evolving in Adobe, I'm like a great two thumbs up on Adobe. I really think they're great. Um, yeah, I, I kind of got bored of, mm. I, I wanted to learn more. So I started, since I was living and working in Manhattan, I, I started taking continuing ed classes at Pratt learning 3D animation. So I started taking classes to learn Maya, this really intense, rigorous 3D program. And that program, like, oh my God, if you think Photoshop is hard, this program will just blow your mind. It's like, I don't Whoa. know if you've ever done any 3D software. Yeah. But it's, I yes. did briefly. I was in the fashion industry for like, a minute well like four years oh I don't talk about it very oh, often what, I was a cordway program I was a cordway so a leathersmith that made leather goods and I studied at London ah. College Fashion um cool it's bittersweet <laughs> but yeah I did a lot of photoshop and illustrator and bridge and uh that's just kind of as far as I got on the software okay, side of cool. things okay yeah, cool yeah <laughs> but yeah so so I um, yeah, so I started learning uh, 3D software and animation, and that really, I was trying to get the company that I worked for, because we would do all the post-production stuff, and I kind of saw where the industry was going, and I was, this was right. 2012, 2013, and I was like, nobody's going to hire people mm. to take photos of products anymore. Like, you have to hire a camera crew rent the cameras the lenses the lighting the you know an art director like all the stuff and then you have to hire us to retouch out the imperfections Mm -hmm. right whereas (laughs) if you render it it's perfect Mm. all the time right so you can just do it's like cutting out all of these other things and that's what happens now like like nobody photographs a you know a beer bottle or a can or makeup or Mm. you know for the product shots they're just yeah, yeah. because it's so much easier so mm-hmm. I kind of saw that happening and I was like this is where we we have to go as you know working for this company and he was kind of the owner was kind of dragging his feet and he was like sure 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 and then kind of just placated me so I ended up learning a bunch of stuff and then I and then they weren't moving fast enough so I just I was like all right I'm out I yeah and yeah. so then I then I was like all right so I started learning all the the digital stuff and then I kind of put that all on hold and I did a art residency in Brazil and then I did one in Puerto Rico and uh, sorry then I did one in New York City and then I wanted to do one here in Puerto Rico and there wasn't really one so I was like all right well let me just make one so I started this nonprofit to raise money to found one here and so I was about to open my residency program here. Oh my and gosh. The pandemic started. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so yeah, so kind of shifted and I I shifted focus and I, I put that all on hold for, for a minute, but hopefully 2023 that'll get going. So yeah, I've kind yeah. of been jump, jumping around a bit. Well, it seems like all these things have happened. Like they've, as you've been learning academically and studying academically and life happening and life getting in the way almost it's like you've been on again this like two-way stream of two realities just like your work your painting and also the augmented reality you know and they've kind of just sort of merged so you can be here talking with me and the high pay listeners as well at this given moment I feel like you really are living your life purpose to be honest and it seems like everything is happening in divine order and it needs to happen like that and I have absolutely no doubt that you will be doing your art residency because it seems like Puerto Rico Puerto Rico is the place for you to be at least at this time um and it's interesting because you were talking about the programs that you did for um, at Pratt Institute and they're like called Maya one, Maya two, Maya three. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. You know where I'm going with that. And, um, and it's yeah. like mother earth 
Gaia even you know like the energy of that feminine we talk about the divine feminine has just been guiding you all along the way and I think it seems like you know I don't obviously know you <laughs> very well I don't know you at all apart from just now interacting with you but your energy but also just it seems like you really are on the right track and it seems like you have every right to have that title as expert because it seems like you've done you've passed the gauntlet many many times you know um so it doesn't seem like you really need to be answering to anyone it seems like you are in the empress energy where you can share and 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 offer knowledge to others so I just want to extend my gratitude for you being here that was oh that was a really (laughs) beautiful way to like put that all thank you so much for that reflection I really appreciate that my pleasure and um what about what about Bonesy? What about this uh, title of yours? <laughs> Tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, so as, that's funny because um, so actually that nickname is something that my dad came up with when I was a kid because I right. was always like a little too tall and like a little too lanky, you know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like always, I couldn't control my limbs, you know? I was always so skinny. So my dad started calling me Bones and that just kind of like, stuck and my whole family still calls me that everybody calls me that so and then that became sort of like my brand Mm -hmm. um and yeah it just kind of stuck and I I used to really hate my name Christina and I would I would never let anybody call me that I was like no call me bones or bonesy don't call me that at all and so depending on when you met me in my life you'll call me Christina or bones now I've sort of reclaimed my name. I really don't like that it means follower of Christ, but you know, uh, I, I kind of have like mixed feelings about that because I used to be, I mean, I was raised Catholic and then yeah. I went to a very Catholic university and learned uh, about the history of the Catholic church. And I went to yeah. a very Catholic high school and I kind of just had a falling out and an existential <laughs> yeah. crisis after I graduated where I just stopped believing in God. And I just, um, did a lot of drugs for like a lot of years and just lost myself completely. And then I kind of circled back in this way to spirituality. And now I'm very spiritual and very much believe in, you know, I don't know about the word God, but you know, about some kind of energy and, and presence. And I, you know, definitely don't agree with the Catholic church in a lot of Mm -hmm. ways, but I've sort of reclaimed my name as, my own yeah. but yeah so that was like a roundabout situation you know yeah, I yeah. do feel like it's all kind of coming together now and I, I do feel very much like all the groundwork I've been laying and all the you know healing I've been doing is definitely led me to this to the spot mm-hmm. to be talking to you that's that's um again yeah. so many things that you say resonate with me as well um and and uh I I totally agree um, with what you're saying about religion, I guess, generally speaking. Um, but also, like, it seems like you had an ego death and that, that was necessary. Yes. You know, in order to, like, find yourself and then mm-hmm. go, okay, well, it's a name, but it's also my name and I'm reclaiming it. And I've also recently reclaimed my name, Crisalina, um, after I'm 38 after many like 38 years you know and yeah. I was like scared about what did you use to that. go by Cristal but no one would ever pronounce it properly because my dad my uh-huh. dad gave me my name and he's Italian and he liked it written in the English form and I was like mm. but dad like we're, we're, I'm, we're I'm Italian and Colombian like why would you give me an English name with an Italian pronunciation or a Spanish pronunciation and no one can pronounce it and I'm in London you know and oh, I kind so of and then I kind of um <laughs> hi pay listeners we always go deep here um <laughs> <laughs> I I kind of just went to my father um recently and I was like papa I don't resonate with this name that you gave me and I'm asking you for permission to for it to be changed back to what you normally call me which is Cristalina and um and he was like what the Italian version and he spoke to me in Italian about it and I said yeah and then and then now it's Cristalina and it's been hard for many people to kind of get to grips with it um especially English-speaking people. But anyway, this episode is not about me. It's about that kind of, again, that mirroring. And um, it's interesting with my name, 
also having this connection with Christ too. Um, I had yeah. issues with Christ, I guess. Um, but it, yeah. the, Christ, the Christ consciousness is a completely different thing. And once we're able to kind of release our sort of dogmatic principles of what Jesus Christ was, um, there's there's so much more that we can tap into how he can liberate so many let's say through the Christ consciousness which is the ego death that you went through and you're living your life purpose and you're supporting you as an expert you're you know guiding people as well and that's basically what it is so you're good wow I I mean there's so much overlap there with our names that's crazy thank you for sharing that that's that's really yeah pleasure and you know when when it comes I I feel called to to say that and it's quite rare when it does come in um during the podcast it usually comes in my healing sessions but you know again it crosses over as as you said the crossover um and tell us tell us about your background um and you like your culture um how you'd identify yourself in an anglo uh spanish speaking um way or world even yeah, so my mom was born and raised here in Puerto Rico, and so a lot of her family still lives here. And my dad uh, was born in Chicago, but grew up in New Jersey. So my parents actually met at university, and then they got married after that. And so I grew up mm-hmm. in New Jersey, but when I was a kid, my dad was starting his own business. Um, so, you know, my mom had five kids. There oh. were three right away like and then the other two came like 10 years later but um the first you know us first three so she was like overwhelmed she didn't really Mm. I mean she spoke English but she you know didn't have any friends it was probably a culture shock a little bit yeah and so she spent a lot of time here in Puerto Rico like you know whenever we weren't in school especially before we were in school when we were younger um and my dad was sort of getting his business going we spent a lot of time here with my grandma and you know and my mom and whatever mm-hmm. because she had support here so we were always sort of back and forth and so I definitely identify like as being from New Jersey but I did spend a lot of time here also so I don't know I'm kind of yeah. like whenever someone calls me one or the other I'm like it's I'm not just quite because I'm in the middle you know I'm yeah. sure you can relate to that yeah too. yeah you talk know? about so an existential like crisis yeah. right so I'm not quite one and I'm not quite the other but, you know, I I just, I really never liked being in New Jersey. I never had mm-hmm. any friends in New Jersey. I never, I just didn't like it. And then I'd come mm-hmm. here and I would just love it. And then I never thought I could live here or I never mm-hmm. thought I could live as an artist, but yet yeah. here I am, you know. Um, and I quit my job five years ago, almost six years ago now and wow. moved here about three years ago. Uh, and for two years before that, I was sort of raising money for my charity and I had always planned to move here. So for the last five years, it's been sort of my reality. And I just mm-hmm. I have so many friends here. I love yeah. it here. I love the culture. I love the food. I love the language. Yeah. So, you know, but I go Amazing. back to New Jersey and I'm also feeling like that's home. So yeah. I don't know, you know, I, to- I totally get it. I totally understand I don't have any of my family here in the UK, like zero. And all of my family are in Italy, you know, or South America, um, or even Central America, like in Mexico. And yeah. yeah, I just, I don't know. I mean, I went to English school and I also went to Italian school while I was in London. And I also was raised between London and Italy as well. So. Okay. Wow, there's yeah. so much in common. I'm, that's crazy. It's for real. Um, and it's just, I don't know, like I've never, I, ha- I have still to this day, like even in my late 30s, I have issues with the English language and I talk to my friends about it who are solely English speaking or if they like have a Spanish background, they just speak in English and we haven't spoken to each other in Spanish, for example, just because of habit, just how we met, like yeah. in LA, like I lived yeah, in yeah. LA for years. So I've met some people there who were Spanish speaking. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I really, I really find it hard. Like I find the language really difficult, even though I have a very sort of British accent and, um, 
because it's not your it's not just a language that you're speaking you're speaking a whole culture you know do you feel that too like when you're speaking Spanish or you're in Puerto Rico for example and you're living there do you feel that too um yes that's super interesting I feel like the more I the longer I'm here the more comfortable Mm -hmm. I am in Spanish but English is definitely my first language and but now the longer I've been here now I feel like I can't speak either one fully <laughs> it's like it's just they're both mixed up in my head you know yeah yeah because so well especially being in Puerto Rico there's a lot of Spanglish right that's the joke yes. like in all the yeah, Latino yeah. cultures it's like oh, yeah, yeah we get it we speak, what we is speak it? English here right what is it one of those terms that is it I think it's from Puerto Rico especially it's like I think it's it is it pata negra like when you're walking around, like when you're walking around in the house, like you have to, uh, this is a very specific cultural, uh, like ideological thing in Puerto Rico where pata negra, I think it is, where you can't walk around the house uh, without any shoes on. Like you have to have like the house shoes on, like, and then oh, you can't have so the, funny. like dirty feet, that's, basically. That's it's so very specific. Funny. I, well... <laughs> As a yogi, I reject that fully and I'm always barefoot, <laughs> but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, see, there are so many like cultural things where it depends. I think it's also so diverse here that yeah. like it's um, like everyone thinks that they're like, not thinks, but everyone has such a strong opinion on what it means to be Puerto Rican. So it is this right. constant like, well, you're not enough or you're too much or, you know, it's yeah. this is the way yeah. and that's the way like even I have this one aunt and every time I come, she's like, ah, the Americana's here, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not Puerto Rican enough for her, you know, but then yeah. like, the, you know, it's like, anyway, so it's, it is super interesting, but what, as far as the language goes, um, it's funny. Cause when I, I just went back to New York for NFT NYC and I hadn't been there really. Um, I mean, I ha- I showed at super fine art fair there, uh, in 2021 but I was kind of in and out and it was still very much pandemic, you know, um, mm-hmm. everyone with the masks and whatever. Yeah. But I do, I felt very much like when I was in New York this last time, people started speaking to me in Spanish. And I was like, I, I was like, oh, wow. Like, wow. it's funny how here I'm the white one and yeah. there it's like, you know, yeah. so I, it's just, it's this very interesting I don't know yeah very interesting I have that I have I totally understand I have that too um like when I lived in LA for like for a bit um when I go back to Italy my like cousins would be like oh you know la americana <laughs> I'm like I'm not American yeah, right? <laughs> trust me right. <laughs> it's just because I'm living there it doesn't mean I'm like American <laughs> every every creative every person in the arts has an interesting schedule and no day is the same would you agree with that (laughs) oh absolutely um I feel like every time I like figure out a routine then I get bored of it and change it like every time I start to fall in like oh in the mornings I'll paint and then in the afternoons I'll check my emails and do my computer stuff and then like two weeks go by and then I'm like I think I need to like reverse that or like you know like so I just I get like in these like oh this is working and then I'm like and then I I need to switch it up but I feel like every week overall I I try to get a good amount of painting in although this last month I've really been taking a break um Mm -hmm. from the painting part and just like I said doing a ton a ton of a ton of like big picture planning and planning these really big projects that I'm working on right now sort mm-hmm. of structuring like how they're going to go and and meeting with people about like uh raising money for them and and yeah. like actually planning out when they're going to be and all this kind of stuff so it's been a lot of big picture right now mm-hmm. and like I said I've been doing deep a deep dive into a lot of the research of where the augmented reality technology is at, what are all the companies that are doing it? Where are we? Like, can I use it? How much does it cost? Um, mm-hmm. Doing all that type of research. So it's been a lot of computer time. Yeah. And then I get, uh, you know, uh, I do, I also do like, I make websites. So I do freelance work uh, making websites and I, I don't know I just like last week I was designing a clothing line for a client so like all, wow. all these like like I 
just have a bunch of different things that are always sort of cropping up and then so I'll do those and then you know I illustrated a children's book uh like last month too so I just like have a bunch of like people just come to me with different projects so the painting kind of if I'm not unless I'm like super like no I'm obsessed with this series I'm working on then I'll like force the painting to be in the mix but right now I've been sort of focusing on uh researching and development yeah so it kind of changes depending on what's coming my way I don't know that's cool well yeah totally understand I mean my day's also very different from one to the next um yeah it usually starts with a list and I've got a nice list I've got to right. <laughs> complete this week right um but yeah it's uh it's it's never boring that's for sure isn't it it's never no. boring um, no. and then sometimes I'm like I have a list of things to do and I'm like fuck it I'm just gonna paint all yeah. day you know I just yeah feel, sorry I don't know I just lobsters, yeah you're I totally fine too. totally fine to swear here it's fine um no same okay. same I or sometimes it's kind of like procrastinating <laughs> from doing the oh, thing yeah. that I actually need to do um but well, I tend to be quite organized yeah. myself I do the same and sometimes I'm like you know what like a priority for me a lot of times is joy so I'm like what is going to bring me the most joy today what do I want to work on because then I'm probably going to get more done in two hours than dragging my feet doing something I don't want to do yeah so I'm like what am I in the mood to do right now what is gonna Mm -hmm. lift me up and then I focus on that and then you know maybe in two hours I'll shift focus or maybe I'll spend the whole day doing Mm -hmm. that you know so like and how, last week, how, yeah. yeah, go on. Sorry, sorry. Continue. My apologies. No, no. Last week, I, I, okay. So for most of the augmented reality stuff, I've been focusing on uh, Instagram technology. Yeah. So I've been using Spark AR to d- design the filters for the Instagram and Facebook. And yeah. last week I had a project where someone hired me to do it in, in Snapchat and their wow. platform is way better, honestly. Their augmented reality is just, it looks better. Um, The quality, the resolution, the, you know, it's just, but it's a much more robust program. And so Mm -hmm. that was the learning curve. So it's just, you know, I get, I get obsessed with things and then I'm like, okay, so for three days, that's all I did. I'm like, oh my God, I need to learn everything about this, this program. And then I like focus on that, you know, and then I don't know. So it just, everything gets pushed around you know I have a list of things I need to do for the week and then it kind of just gets pushed around yeah I'm just I'm just sort of I'm sort of guessing your stars your sun sign I've come sort of like you 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 obviously love purple um yeah ladies ladies and uh people in general in high pay I'm looking at a screen (laughs) with uh Christina there and she's got amazingly like deep purple hair deep purple color hair and it's nice and long and also her paintings has have a lot of purple elements and green uh, and gold from what I can see in the background at the moment um yeah yeah um, yep yep I mean my hair has been purple for seven years so it's kind of a staple now it's kind of like what I'm known awesome yeah yeah (laughs) um and then I was just thinking like the star sign like purple as a color is quite a Piscean color, but I don't know whether you have Pisces predominantly in your chart, but I'm also picking up on a little I, bit of Aries and Capricorn as well, but I can Interesting. Okay, so I was, I was, I'm a cuss of a Libra and Scorpio, actually. I was nice. born Nice, okay, that's yeah. what it is then. Okay, awesome. So that's where that kind of- So like, I'm really about balance. Watery, like I'm like yeah. hyper-focused hyper focused on balance um you know but I can like yeah but then I'm like go really deep into things (laughs) Scorpio (laughs) I I used to be very much in my masculine energy of like doing and not you know not feeling just doing and only in the study of the feminine in the last couple years have I really leaned into that yeah um so that's still pretty new you know, I'm 30, yeah, yeah. I'm turning 36. So I've yeah. been really masculine energy for most of my life. And right now I'm just sort of yeah. like, well, what do I feel like doing right now? And yeah. honestly, like, I feel like since I quit my job, I've been like, work harder, do more. Cause you know, when you're, yeah. when you have a paycheck coming, you can do whatever you want. Right. But like, yeah. well, no, you gotta 
think working more is going to always be better. And it's not like just a lot of, a lot of my learning in the last few years has been like, do less. Mm. And honestly, I have so much more success now than I did when I was like, go, 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 do, do, do. And now I'm just like flowing. Yeah. I still, I still struggle with that. I think, you know, the, the, the aspects of, of like working a lot, but I think also, cause I have a very strong, um, element of Capricorn. I have, I'm Capricorn rising. So that's all mm-hmm. like work, work, work. It's kind of workaholic, you know, mode, yes. um, you know, but I don't know. I, I was going to talk to you actually, I was going to ask you about like money and how, how that comes into play. Obviously you have a business that you're running, right? So how does, yeah, how does that work out for you for good, bad or ugly? Yeah, so I think for since I quit my job, I kind of just mentally prepared to be like, you know, poor for a couple of years. I kind of was just like, great, like all the things that I was used to when I had a paycheck, like those yeah. are going to be on hold until I figured this out, you know? And I didn't focus on money at all. I kind of just really focused on getting better at my work. I mean, I've always really been an artist, but I I never really focused like 100% on painting until I quit my job. And then I was just, I kind of dove into it. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, 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 I think the first year I scraped by with like $10,000 at at the end of the year. And just, I don't know. I was just, yeah, I was really just, not focused on the money at all and then you know I've I've gained like made I've learned so much about being an entrepreneur and I think last was it two years ago or last year I think it was last year that I was just like oh well I pick a word every year Mm, um cool to focus on for the year and this year my word is stability I want a stable income I want you know because it's hot and cold right like you get these big projects or you have a sale or you sell a painting and it's it's not stable so this year I'm really working on creating a more stable situation um Mm -hmm. so it's not so feast and famine but yes yes I think one of the things that I hated so much about having a job is that I felt like all my eggs were in one basket like Mm -hmm. they had total control and I felt super trapped and you know, I felt like I had to do whatever they wanted because they were the ones giving me paychecks, right? And for better or for worse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I love so, so much now that I just, I have so many different sources of income. Uh, you know, I do graphic design, freelance work. I make websites. I, yeah. I, I sell paintings. I sell NFTs. I also get hired as the consultant to, um, you know, give advice to people getting into NFTs and for artists and helping them get set up and set up their wallets and all that kind of stuff. So I, you know, for, I got hired to, for the Miss World competition, um, they minted NFTs for that. And I, I, they hired me to, to do all of that for them. So, you know, people, people hire me to do all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So I feel like when you put the pressure on selling your paintings, it it just like, there's something that like suffocating, like I can't mm-hmm. paint knowing that like, that's going to have to be my source of income. It just yeah. suffocates it for me. So when I sell paintings, it's great. And right now I actually am focused on hiring like a team of, you know, I'm looking for marketing people, a publicist, all that kind of stuff, because I don't want to focus on that. Like people have jobs that they're really good at that. I don't need to be good at that too. So I'm looking to outsource that. Um, well, so that I can focus on the things that I like to do and the things that I am good Mm -hmm. at. Like, uh, so right now I, I just hired a consultant to help me, uh, you know, create a team of people to help me with my art business because I am so focused on, other things and it's just hard it's hard to do it yeah all, right? you can't do it all it's true and when you're starting yeah. out you have to right you have to do it all I think it's good because then you learn what it takes and why you want to pay someone to do it and you you yeah. know it's worth it to pay someone else to do it yeah um yeah. so I'm kind of getting settled in that department now but I think for me the strategy has been accepting help um big one not not thinking that I can do it all or that I have to do it all on my own um yeah so and also just I've been you know 
Gita, I, oh man, like I did Gita's uh, program and I like started a journal, you know, cause there's like a lot of journaling to like uh, write down all the stuff at the beginning of it. So you can work mm-hmm. through it, like throughout the process with her. And man, I look back on that and how small I was thinking at the beginning yeah. of that. And it's yeah. just, I feel like my mind is so expanded now. I feel like everything is just getting bigger and the projects are getting bigger and the opportunities are getting bigger. And I, 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 I don't think I allowed myself to even dream of that before, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, wow. So that's it's... been a big part of it. And honestly, just chilling out. I used to be yeah. so stressed. Like, how am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to do this? And it just was suffocating. And, you know, it took my, like my dad, you know, this is like really privileged, but my dad was like, look, if you, if you ever can't pay your bills, like I will help you. Like, I I see what you're doing. I see how hard you're working. And yes, of course, that's like a super, I haven't gotten there, but like just knowing that that's there has allowed me to just take that pressure off and like, know that it's going to be okay and yet and every mm-hmm. month more stuff keeps coming in you know yeah. like opportunities just keep coming but I think mm-hmm. that also came from five years of like hustling to get there and now I'm just sort of accepting that things are the things that I and it's a lot about saying no right saying no to all the things that are not in alignment totally that don't that don't like because I used to do anything like oh you're going to give me a hundred dollars to do that yeah $200 here, $300 there. And now I'm, yeah. like, I'm not even going to blink for that much now. <laughs> I'm like, no, if it's, you yeah. know, if it's not going to be worth my time, I'm going to focus on the things that I am doing because I know that in the long run, this is going to be mm-hmm. where I'm going to make my money. So Absolutely. yeah, I don't sell my paintings for more now because they have AR. The AR thing is just kind of an experiment um, mm. for now. Yeah. I think eventually it will be the reason why my stuff goes up in price, but right now it's yeah. just kind of fun for me. Yeah. And I sell my paintings for the price that they are because of the painting, not because of the AR, you know? Yeah. Well, it seems, it definitely seems like you've got your head screwed on. That's for sure, girl. <laughs> um, Thank you know, you. You've, you've got your head on your shoulders. Um, definitely. And it seems like you're, you're continuing to work towards stability and um and allowing for things to come in as well by not um resisting it as well um which is actually a big thing and it's quite a big topic in um spiritualism in terms of manifestation and allowing things to happen and so I like to thank you for being that mirror for me today because um I've had to pay a substantial amount to the tax man today (laughs) um um, you know and so it's like how how I'm just gonna ask you like how can one bring joy to that you know and how for me what I did was like I was just in a very considerate energy you know there's another human being on the other line and they're trying to help me out and you know it's not their problem it's my responsibility that I've got to pay these taxes you know right um And I just think, well, it brings joy to me just upon reflection right now um, by knowing that I have the possibility of doing that and just not resisting that and just knowing that there'll be more abundance coming my way and Absolutely. that he's doing his job and I'm doing my job and yeah. everyone's good and everyone's been paid for, you know, so. Yeah, totally. I Well, especially. Um, it's hard, though. Yeah, <laughs> it takes time. It's, it takes practice. It's hard it's a lot of practice. Well, like, okay. Like three things come to mind. Like number one, like hiring coaches and mentors is so important to get to like, learn how to grow and, and expand and not think of the scarcity because I think it's really easy. And everyone is, you know, like, I can't tell you how many people in my life were like, you're crazy. Like get a job, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. And now they see me and people are like, oh my God, like, look at what you're doing. And like, you know, people take me seriously now where before it was like, all right, whatever, go have fun artist, you know? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, So like, I think like hiring people to like show you that there is a way to do this and that you don't have to be afraid it, you know, Mm -hmm. it, it, it can go well, it can go bad, but either way, like I prefer to be an entrepreneur rather than 
then work for somebody else's vision. Like I love yeah. creating my own vision and bringing that to fruition. So like that is a big step. And I've been reading so many books on money mindset, listening to podcasts on money mindset. And, and there's this, there's this tax incentive here on the island that mm-hmm. is creating a lot of tension. Um, oh, really? Yeah, because uh, there's a lot of people from the mainland moving here and paying 4% oh. taxes where, oh. uh, you know, so the U.S. is getting yeah. pissed that all these people are moving here and uh, not paying federal taxes because we don't pay federal tax here. And so there's a lot of tension about that. The way I look at it is like, taxes aren't bad. There's this conception that taxes are bad. But you know what happens when people don't pay taxes? We don't have public schools anymore. We don't have libraries. We don't have roads. We don't have like, and all those things are necessary for mm-hmm. a good functioning society so I'm like grateful when I get to pay my taxes I know p- people might be rolling their eyes but like yeah I get excited for that because first of all for so long I wasn't making enough to pay taxes so thank now that you I'm kind of like, that's it I'm like yeah. you know what like I'm grateful I'm grateful that like and and that money whether the government squanders it or not like yeah that's not my problem, right? Like uh, my intention is hopefully this money will go to helping my society that I live in, helping my mm-hmm. community that I live in, right? So that's mm-hmm. like the second thing that comes to mind. And like the third thing is just, yeah, like uh, I forget what the third one was, but just like getting rid of the scarcity mindset yeah. is, is so hard. And it's a daily practice. It's a yeah. practice, right? Like every month I'm like, how am I going to pay my rent? I don't know, but something always comes up and helps me do that. So Hopefully so I won't true. have to live month to month in the future, but right now, like I'm in the problem and process, right? Totally. That was, and even yeah. the bear market, it's just like because the crypto market's really bad right now, and um, it's gonna go down again. But all the markets mm-hmm. are bad right now, so yeah, you know, I, I don't know. We'll see. I guess we'll see what happens in October. I mean, I think they're or uh, or in November. I think they're thinking about um, possibly us being declared as a recession time as it were yeah end of this year um but everyone's on their holidays right now so everyone's on their summer break so maybe the reality will check in um yeah once we start the academic year as it were um Mm -hmm. but you know I guess I guess we'll we'll just find out but I think you're right it's also continued a continuation of having that entrepreneurial mindset that artistic mindset of thinking outside the box well how can I especially high pay listeners for those of you who are trying to get into the arts and that's why I'm here and that's what that's why we're doing this podcast right is to inspire you but also to give you a heads up but also to let you know that you, there's not only one way of thinking or doing things totally. you know? yeah um, absolutely and it's and, like yeah sorry go ahead no go on um well yeah the the and it it it, I feel like there's this concept of an overnight success and it's not like it's not that at all it's a lot of hard work it's a lot Mm -hmm. of hard work that like people have this perception of me now like I meet people and like for the first time in my life I have like fans people are like oh my god I I follow you on Instagram and like you know it's it's that's new for me you know like people fanning over my work like I had an open studio here uh in June and I could not believe how many people came just for being my fans like they saw it on Instagram or Facebook and they came and uh you know I sold three paintings that night and it, it was just it was really great like it was like wow these are my people and the other thing is like yeah. not being afraid to charge what you're worth mm-hmm. when people bulk at my prices I don't even question it anymore I'm like listen if you if you can't afford it like we can work out a payment plan but paying less yeah. is really not an option you know it is not like I, I have to pay my bills this is how I sustain myself and support myself and plus Absolutely. like this this work took me 30 years to figure out how to do I, I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not so gonna true. give it to you for free you know if I you want to support me as an artist you can support me as an artist and my work is worth what I'm charging that's mm-hmm. it end of story it's not even a question anymore you know 
Absolutely. And let's just bow down to a goddess here herself speaking some <laughs> words of truth here. Um, and, you know, we're talking about we're talking about some tips as well. So we're going to move on to the next section of this um, episode where I normally ask my guests for three tips or tricks for the high pay listeners. So for those who are wanting to get into the art world, uh, to NFTs even, what would your three tips and tricks be? please um well I guess have fun has to be like number one right because if you're doing a lot of people got into the crypto space because they wanted to make money right because it, it was hyped there was a bubble they wanted to make money and it popped and now everyone's like well never mind right but <laughs> the people who are gonna keep going are the ones that are having fun with it and doing it because they really believe in it and I think that's a really important part of it. You have to want to be doing it. If you're yeah. doing anything to make money, it's just, I mean, maybe yeah. you'll make some money, but it's not a good long-term goal, right? Like if you want to like live your joy, that has to be the priority. Yeah. Um, and number two is don't stop. Like, you know how many people told me I was crazy? I, I, can't, I can't even count them like so many people I'm like all right whatever and now it's like I, you know I see people years later like holy crap like when I quit my job you know like people were like all right whatever and then I went back and saw my manager and he was like whoa like super impressed with what I was doing you know I was like yeah what is like I wasn't I wasn't gonna stop you know like, <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I knew that this was my vision and I had to keep on yeah. going and I you know Fantastic. So not like having joy don't stop and you know I think it's really important to find your community mm, like big. art queens I, I like joined art queens when when cat cat uh started it I don't know if you know what art queens is no yeah tell us about art queens for those especially oh, uh in Puerto Rico or stateside no she, so Online. Katarina Popova yeah she's an artist and she she runs create magazine and, oh yes, great um, magazine. I know that. Yeah, great. it's that so with um she, Ekaterina Popova. Uh -huh, yes. yes. Yeah. So yeah. she started this group called Art Queens during the pandemic, and it's like a monthly <sighs> subscription, very affordable, and Ooh. it's all women identifying um, artists who are all emerging, and it's just monthly calls about how to set up your art business, how to you know, and there's like a Facebook group and it's just, it's been such like a, mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Like I never really identified as someone who, um, I, I couldn't understand why people were like all about like having women, but for some reason having an all women's group is just so much less intimidating to me right now. Yeah, and I, I just love mean. it. I, I, yeah. I just feel super comfortable to ask for help or to ask for opinions and so having that group really has helped just, again, mm -hmm. expand my vision, expand my mind and, and know that there's a group of people doing what I'm doing and just knowing that is helpful. And also mm -hmm. I have my, my group of artists here that I love. And um, so I think like, yeah, finding your crew who can mm -hmm. support you because I didn't know really any artists in New Jersey. I didn't know no one in my family is an artist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And so like, I would make a painting and they're like, oh my God, it's like amazing. And I was like, that's not what I want to hear. I want you to tell me what's wrong with it. I want you to tell me how yeah. I can push it further, you know? Yeah. So like yeah, yeah, finding yeah. that group of people to challenge you and so that you can grow and, and not everything be like, oh, it's great. You know, yeah. it's, cause it's not, sometimes it sucks and you got to have someone to tell you that, you know, mm -hmm. so give you that, give you that criticism. Yes yeah, yeah give you that like sort of like feedback way yeah right right totally so yeah I mean have you have you thought about um galleries sort of representing you or an agent representing you or do you feel like um you feel kind of stuck like back in the office again you're being told what to do or would you feel like you would still have that entrepreneurial freedom um I I, I would be open to that relationship as long as it was a flexible one yeah. I I would love that because then it could take the pressure off of that aspect of it right where because yeah. like I like to make the work that's why I'm looking at hiring a team right now because I'm like yeah. I'm not good at the marketing right yeah but I don't have to be good at that right no. I can't I, you don't have to be good at everything 
Yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely open to that. And I think a lot of people have been burned. Like I've heard a lot of stories about people being burned, but also there is something to say about having, like there is a reason why mm -hmm. galleries exist. I think there yeah. are good galleries and there are good gallerists and there are good agents. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I'm definitely right now, especially open to having a team of people to mm -hmm. support me in that way and really be able to like share my work in a way mm -hmm. that I can't. Yeah. So, yeah, so totally. I think that is like probably the next logical step. It's not like the only way I don't think, but um, you know, that's definitely part of one of the yeah. avenues that I'm looking to go down, definitely. Yeah, well, I mean, I was I was sort of self-representing for many, many, many years. Um, and then I kind of had a gallery that represented me, and then it went really sour <laughs> to take them to court. And then I was like self-representing myself again. And then I was based in LA and I had this gallery in Beverly Hills represent me. And again, that went really bad. And then uh, represented myself again. I had like part-time work here and there. And, and then um, I came back to the UK, did my master's degree and then um, just kept working and um, represented myself teaching as well, teaching art therapy and like doing mm -hmm. healing sessions and things like that. And then like, just when I wasn't looking for it, it's the, cl the cliche, um, I was discovered sort of thing. And I was like really super skeptical about it because yeah. I had like the worst experience and stuff. Um, but anyway, and uh, I'm now I'm continued, I'm I am represented by Grove, which is the gallery that represents me at this time um, as of 2020. So, which nice. is great. Um, and that's a good relationship now it's a good relationship absolutely it's like an yeah. understanding I think it can happen. yeah it, yeah, it, it totally. does happen it's not completely off there but you also have to know who you are and what you are about and right where you want and what your vision looking, is right and I'm not looking for that to be the only end goal right like I want yeah. also like other things so like I think it's about like getting clear on what your goals are and what your expectations are and you know because if you're expecting someone to represent you and do all the work to sell it like that's not yeah. realistic either it's a relationship right it's a give and take absolutely um and three people who inspire you or who you look up to three people who inspire or who you look up to Ooh. oh my gosh <laughs> so many people I okay so artist wise free I know it's probably a cliche but I I just love Frida Kahlo I love her I love her energy I went yeah. to her house I like oh, wow. I think oh my god like she is just something super special like everything I find out about her I'm like oh I could like never stop <laughs> learning about her I think she's amazing um, but people who are alive now, I think, well, Gita is super inspiring. I, I love following her mm -hmm. and what she's doing. I, I love, uh, Kat is another person who, again, this like yeah. entrepreneur, like always expanding, always shifting or whatever. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of Gina DeVee. No, I don't she's, think I she's have. not an artist but she wrote this book called Audacity to be Queen. And that was okay. a really game-changing book for me. And she also has a podcast and she's a, you know, she's really, really a, been a big part of my divine, like, or of my feminine sort of learning. Like she's really, okay. uh, I really like her a lot. She's not an artist, but. Yeah. You know, so what's her, she is, she's, Audacity to be Queen? Is that Gina David or Gina yeah. David? Gina yeah, Gina Devi, okay. yeah. Okay, yeah. Gina Devi. Okay, cool. I'm gonna have uh -huh. a look at yeah. that. Yeah. So she's really uh she's really, really great. So and, yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. And <laughs> that's fine. That's that's more than that's more than three. And uh definitely high pay listeners have a look at Gina Devi as well and her podcast too. I mean, you never know, maybe she'll be coming here on high pay as well. Um I'll have oh my a listen. God. She is, I'll be awesome. She just, yeah, she's so, she's just always like so inspiring. And so, uh, yeah, I really like her. She's really cool. And thanks for that. And what would your word of wisdom be for um, anyone pursuing the arts in general? 
Oh. I mean, I think it's just, you have to just follow your own inner voice, you know, mm. and if this is what you want to do, then just do it. Whether, whether you're selling it or not, just keep on making it, keep on making art. That's it. That's gorgeous. Um, and you'll be, did you say you'll be participating in Art Basel this year? No, um, that would be that would be really cool but not this year as far as I on know the not list. yet anyway it'll be on the list uh, yeah yeah no but the week after our basil there's blockchain week here mm -hmm. uh, in Puerto Rico so I will be a featured artist there in awesome. blockchain week well yeah. you never know I might come over and say hi <laughs> possibly ah yeah um, you're in the Caribbean you're more than welcome uh, please I would love that um and then What's your website or socials uh, to share with the high pay listeners, please, Christina? Yes, uh, I'm Art by Bonesy at all the things. So my website is artbybonesy.com. I'm on Twitter, Art by Bonesy, Instagram, Art by Bonesy, uh, LinkedIn, I don't know, all the, all the things. Great. Um, and thank you, Christina, for being here on High Pay. Thank you so much. I really look forward to seeing you stateside in Puerto Rico. You never know. Um, yeah. and look forward to your podcast as well being um, the, this episode being published as well so it'll be really Me fun too. thank you so much for this opportunity this was such a treat thank you so much um, so that's all for now on this episode make sure to share this and other episodes far and wide please also rate Hype A on Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. That's where we are now. So others can see us and help bump up these those algorithms so more ears can listen to Hype A across the globe. We really do appreciate the support and your feedback. We are on Instagram as Hype A Voices and look forward to your suggestions. And if you would like to sponsor us and produce adverts, you know where to find us. Catch you in the next episode. Ciao for now.